word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Hello, hello everybody. How are you doing? Today is September 13th, 7.04 a.m. Um, th- that is what is going on. You know, oddly, uh, the next episode I was supposed to record, uh, I was actually going to record after work today with a guest. Uh, unfortunately, they have to postpone because they are quite busy at work, but don't you worry. We are definitely going to record it. Um, so that was just an interesting, uh, just happened to come on this day. Which was, uh, that was, was, I just realized that. Anyway, we're not talking about the previous episode. We're talking about this episode. We are finishing the E-L section. Oh, oh, what a momentous occasion to finish the E-Ls. And then we're moving on to the E-Ms. Okay, the first word in this episode is elves. E-L-V-E-S. It's the plural of elf. That's it. Elves. You don't say elves. E-L-F-E-S. Do you? Do some people do that? Let's go take back a look. Let's go take a look. Yes, the plural, the only one plural is elves. Now, I don't understand why they would need to put its own entry here for the plural of elf when it's over there um, at the word elf. It says the plural is elves. So why do you need it's a own entry. I don't understand that. Uh, let's see. The sound effect will be... The next word is elvish. E-L-V-I-S-H. Adjective from the 13th century. One. Of or relating to elves. That grocery store, it's elvish. Because it's only elves who go to that store. It's a very elvish store. I want to go to that store. Number two, this synonym is mischievous. Because because depending on the type of elf we're talking about, they could be kind of mischievous. They're all, they're all different kinds of elves. Uh, but some of them are mischievous. And we also like to say elvish. Mm. That child is so elvish. Phew. Next is Elysian. Now, I would want to say Elysian because that's just sort of how it's spelled. There is that movie, and I don't know how they pronounced it in that movie. I think it was spelled the same way. Let's take a look. It is spelled E-L-Y-S-I-A-N. E-L-Y-S-I-A-N. Is this the same? Um, No, I think it might be. I mean, there are a number of movies um, that have the title of the the next word in the dictionary. Um, but yes, there is one. It's not what I'm thinking of, though. Which one am I thinking of? I don't know. So this word, elision, uh, yes, elision, is an adjective often capitalized from 1579. One, of or relating, relating, of or relating to... Uh, to Eliz- Elysium. Huh. Now, okay, so that one's coming up too. So th- our word here is Elysian. It is relating to Elysium. That's how you say that word with a capital E. We'll get there. And number two, the synonyms are blissful and delightful. Oh, that's that's a great word. Blissful and delightful. You can't get much better than that, really. 
Elision, as in the example Elision Peace, like the peace, peace on earth, peace on the world, let's have peace. Peace is, is it's complicated, you know. War and peace, we I don't think we need wars. Peace is, uh, pe I don't know. I don't know what to say about peace. Um, we're going to hold that off until we get to the word peace. But this in this context, we're talking about elision, elision peace, which is blissful and delightful. That sounds like what peace would be. Yep. <sighs> Next is elision fields. This is two words. The second word is like the lovely pasture the fields, there's a whole bunch of them, and they just go on forever, and there's little flowers. Uh, this is a noun. It is plural, clearly. It is often capitalized. The E is often capitalized, just like uh, the previous word, elision, is often capitalized. And elision fields is from 1579, the same year as elision, and this synonym is our next word, elysium. So what is this? What is this? And uh, and yes, there are a lot of movies called uh, Elysian Fields. I don't think I've seen any of them. Are they are they remakes of the same thing? Did they all just decide to do the same title? I don't know. But it sends us to the next word, which is Elysium. You could also uh, just say Elysium, Zium, Gium. Capital E-L-Y-S-I-U-M, noun from 1567. So what is that, 12 years? Yeah, 12 years before Elysian and Elysian fields. Number one, the abode of the blessed after death in classical mythology. Uh, okay, so in classic mythology, I don't know where, I think we're talking about the Greeks here, because it is a, it's a Greek word, it's from a Greek word, uh, so I guess maybe in Greek mythology, classical mythology, when somebody dies, or would it only be, well, in this case, in this context, we're talking about the blessed, somebody who is blessed after they die, or blessed, after they die, they live in... Elysium, which is also called Elysian Fields. That's where they live. I guess it's like it's like heaven, right? Kind of. But it's only for the blessed. Only for the blessed. Only the blessed can go live in Elysium. Number two, the, sec uh, the synonym is the number two definition for the word paradise. And yes, that's what we would all like to believe that when we die, we will go live in paradise forever. Um, I'm now very curious about these movies called Elysian Fields, and why weren't they called Elysium? Hmm, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've seen the word, the phrases Elysian Fields, but I, I didn't know what it was. Um, so now I know, and I'm an expert on this subject. <sighs> Next is Elytron. E-L-Y-T-R-O-N. It sounds very technological, uh, but I don't think it is. Because it is a noun from 1774, and it is one of the anterior wings in beetles 
and some other insects that serve to protect the posterior pair of the functional wings, or just of functional wings. It shows a picture of these elytron. Uh, the plural would actually be elytra, elytra with an A. Um, so it shows a beetle, and it is pointing to, ah, okay, yes, when a beetle or some other, uh, I guess, similar insects, when they're getting ready to fly, they open up those two wings in the back. They're kind of like a hard shell, I think. They open them up, and so then the wings can be set forth, be free, like they're in the Elysian fields. Elysian fields. And then, so they're it's the protectant. Now, but are they actual wings? It says they are anterior wings so i guess they are used to fly as well um maybe i need to find like a slow-mo video and put the put the link to it in the show notes so you can watch maybe a ladybug that's like the first thing i think of i think their whole back is just built of these uh these elytra hmm uh fascinating i hope i remember this word it's a good one to know why i don't know this is a Greek word, which means sheath or wing cover. Uh, there's, it's also from alien. I don't know how to say this word. E-I-L-Y-E-I-N. Alien, which means to roll or wrap. Um, oh, maybe when they're making sushi. That's the, uh, that's the action. Alien, that's the Greek word. It's totally different cultures. Uh, and then there's more at the word voluble. Voluble. Interesting. So, yes, the elytron, or plural elytra, are these uh, protective wing coverings. Oh, uh, that was the last of the EL words. We are now moving on to M. E M. Noun from the 13th century. One, the letter M. And it shows the letter M in italics. Two, the width of a piece of type about as wide as it is tall used as a unit of measure of typeset matter. Okay, so I, was, I always get confused. Um, this is related to, are we going to see these probably in the coming episodes, M dash. Um, and then there's also N dash. And I don't remember where where this was, but I was listening to something, and they were talking about how, um, well, we're not going to see M dash for a while. Uh, is it over here? M? No, it goes straight from EMC to EME. That's interesting. Um, they were talking about how the M and the N were related. They come from typesetting, um, and it all has to do with, I guess, height and width. Um, so this one, the M, is the width of a piece of type about as wide as it is tall. So it's like square shape. So the M, what is it? it it's That's the width. So if the letter is this tall, then the M is also that tall. I don't, that, that's, it's a measurement. I guess it's a unit of measurement. Um, it's a unit of, me yeah, it's a unit of measure of typeset matter. So what's N going to say? N is a whole other unit of measure in typesetting. Is it smaller? Is it, is it shorter or wider? I don't remember. I can never remember. But we're going to get there eventually. 
M again, but this one is all caps, E-M, abbreviation for 1. Electromagnetic, 2. Electron microscope or electron microscopy, 3. End matched, end matched, I don't know what that's talking about, 4. Engineer of mines, that's like the mines that you go dig coal or diamonds out of, not your brain mines, 5. Enlisted man. I'm an enlisted man. I'm an an E M. Okay, now we have M again. This one is a prefix, and it just says to see N E N prefix. So that's interesting that uh, they would be similar. They would use different letters for the same thing. Um, I guess in uh, in a handful of uh, episodes. We will come across N, and we will learn why M and N are the same thing. M and N. N, M, M, and N, M, M, M. M again. Um, this one, though, looks like you would pronounce it um, I believe, because um, it starts with an apostrophe. Apostrophe E-M. Ooh, okay, the pronunciation is different here. It says um after the letters P. B, F, or V, and, but it's often, oh no, sorry, that's how it's pronounced, but after P, B, F, or V, it is often pronounced, I don't know the, how you would say this, just um, it, the, the little, the E, the schwa, the upside down E in the pronunciation is superscript, it's tiny, it's above, so it's like that kind of means you just, you barely say it. Maybe we'll get some examples here in this definition. What does it say? This is a pronoun from before the 12th century, and the synonym is just them. You know, them, over there. I'm pointing at you, them. So, I don't exactly know. Where, where do we use this in context? Um, um, I, guess, I guess we use it. You know, yeah, we, we just them, you know, um, them, em. Um, this is from Middle English, hem, from Old English, hyom or him, uh, which is uh, a, 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 a version of he, which means he. Uh, and so that's where it comes from. Again, I mean, yes, we definitely, yeah, you know, go suck it to him. <laughs> I finally found an example, a real a real modern example. Sock it to them. You're gonna you're gonna do apostrophe em and just say um, sock it to um. Um, but how? What's this pronunciation after p b f or v? Sock it to um. Well, that's not in any of those. I don't really know how that other one. But maybe someday I'll come up with an example. You need you need to say this in context in a sentence. You can't just say, um, because it just sounds weird. But then when you put it into a sentence, I, oh, yeah, I, I say that all the time. I love, I love putting apostrophes before or after things and removing letters or, or whatever. It's one of my favorite things to do. <sighs> Emaciate is next. This is a verb from 1646. And let's see, the intransitive is just one definition, to waste away physically. Not eating, 
probably not exercising, wasting away uh, people who do uh, uh, food. What what do you think? What do you call? What do you call it? Strikes? Food strikes? Um, oh boy! What did what did Gandhi do? Um, why can't I think of what it's called? Because in the moment, my brain doesn't want to think of anything. Food strike. That's the only thing I could think of. Food strike. <laughs> I'd like. I'd like that. Hunger strike. I knew strike sounded right, not food strike. Um, so when you're doing a hunger strike, which I don't recommend because it's not a healthy thing, because you are going to be emaciated. You're going to be emaciating, and that's not good for your body. But you know, on the other hand, like okay, if you feel really strongly about a thing, a hunger strike could be the thing that you need to do, if you feel necessary if you feel that that is the necessary thing to do transitive definitions for emaciate one to cause to lose flesh so as to become very thin as in cattle emaciated by illness so the illness is the thing that is doing the action it's doing the emaciating to the cattle um the but losing flesh now i think of literally your skin when when i hear lose flesh but i think they mean more just sort of your tissue and your and your muscles and stuff i i think that's what they mean here because you're not literally losing skin you're using the stuff under the skin and it makes you emaciated two to make feeble weak means weak to make feeble Emaciation is a noun. This is from the Latin verb amaciare or amaciare, which is from the E prefix plus masius. Is that how you say it? Masius, which means leanness, from macer, which means lean. And there's more at the word meager. So, yep, it's all about being lean and skinny. But not not in a good way. You know, lean means one thing, but emaciated is like, oh, you are too skinny. You don't look healthy. Hopefully, you got nothing wrong with you. Hopefully, you're not sick. Uh, if you're not, you know, you might want to put on a few pounds so you become a bit healthier because, you know, that's not good for your body or anything. You do you. I just want people to be healthy mentally and physically. <sighs> Next is email. I literally have my email up on that screen right there. I'm looking at my email. Well, one of my emails. E-M-A-I-L. Now, what's this dash? Is this a, an M dash, an N dash? I don't know. It looks like maybe an M dash because the width is about the same as the height, I guess. Yeah, sure. It's an M dash. An M dash, an email. This is a noun from 1982. One, a means or system for transmitting messages electronically as between computers on a network, as in the example, communicating by email. I feel like these days, uh, email is taking a bit of a back seat. Uh, I think people are not, especially the younger people, are not using email as much as the rest of us. Uh, I think they're using a lot of social media mess, uh, comments, DMs, uh, texting, obviously, is huge. Uh, 
Um, but I, I still like email. Maybe that's because I'm old. Uh, but, you know, it's it feels like, you know, it's not a rush thing. Um, it's you can you can have a whole thread. You can hold on to these for a while. You can easily access them. I feel like old texts, I can't easily access those. You can search, but it's like, I don't know. It's not the same. Um, so, yeah, I still like the email and uh, I hope it never never goes away. I hope I'm emailing until I'm 200. Number 2A for email. Messages sent and received electronically through an email system, as in receives a lot of email. So the whole system is the email system and the individual emails are the email. Email. Checking my email. Number 2B. An email message. So, yeah, 2A, I guess, is the plural of the, all of the emails. And then 2B is just one email, an email message. As in, sent him an email. He was very happy when he got the email. He's been waiting all day for this email. He's thrilled when he gets an email. Email is also a verb. And emailer is a noun. We are all emailers. Man, I remember getting my first email address. I think I was in, it was either very late high school or very early college. Must have been very late high school because I think I got a new one maybe when I went to college right after that. Um, yeah, I think Hotmail was my first one. Hotmail. Where are my Hotmail people at? No, I, I have Gmail now. You can email me for this podcast, dictionarypod at gmail.com. You can do that, and you can say hello and say anything that you like. Uh, this is from the E, is from electronic, electronic mail. <sighs> the next word, I don't know exactly how to pronounce. It could be emalangeni. Emalangeni or emalangeni or some other form of that. Uh, this is the plural of the word uh, it shows this synonym, basically, lilangeni. And I, of course, I don't know how to pronounce that exactly either. So it's interesting that whatever culture this is from, because uh, this doesn't seem like an English word exactly, the plural changed the beginning of the word and not the end of the word. Emalangeni. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to wait till the L's. <sighs> Next is emanate. E-M-A-N-A-T-E. Verb from 1756, starting with intransitive. To come out from a source, as in a sweet scent emanating from the blossoms. Oh, you better stop and smell the roses, the blossoming roses. There's a scent emanating, and it smells so good. Uh, now we have transitive. The synonym is emit, as in, she seems to emanate an air of serenity. Mm. She is not emitting or emanating a scent. I mean, she might, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, what she is emanating is an air of serenity. When people are around her, they just feel so calm, and she's always calm. And that's, it's a good, it's a good thing to chill out the room emanating serenity from your shoulders. A synonym is the word spring. 
So spring forth, emanate forth from a thing, from a source. This is from the Latin uh, eman- emanatus, which is from the verb emanare, which is from the E prefix plus manare, which means to flow. So you put the E in front of it, and it's probably to flow out, to flow out of a thing. A waterfall is emanating from a river, which is emanating possibly from a mountain. Emanate. The sound and my breath is emanating from my mouth. The last word is emanation. E-M-A-N-A-T-I-O-N. It's the country where everything comes from. The emanation. Noun from 1570. 1A. The action of emanating. 1B. The origination of the world by a series of hierarchically descending radiations from the Godhead through intermediate stages to matter. Wow, this feels like we're ta- this is a very specific, uh, I don't know, cultural, religious thing uh, that has this, this word used in this way. The origination of the world, the whole world, emanated from something, a series of hierarchically descending radiations from the Godhead, starting with the Godhead, descending hierarchically, level by level, through intermediate stages to matter. So I think that means spiritually, the Godhead and the spiritual level gradually becoming matter. The world gradually emanated from the Godhead uh, into physical matter. I don't know exactly, like I said, what where this comes from, uh, but I guess this is this is one idea, and they use the word emanation uh, to 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 describe uh, where the world came from. I guess does that mean every single planet, every single star, and everything else uh, emanated from this Godhead situation hierarchically through stages of, to matter? I don't know. Number two. A, something that emanates or is produced by emanation. And the synonym is effluence. The first thing I think of, if I remember correctly, a fart, a fart, a gas, a thing. Um, I believe, I believe it was something like that. Obviously, the fart is the first thing I think of because I'm an adult um, let's see, effluent, effluence, effluvium, maybe that's what I'm, yeah, that's more of a smell, um, effluence, uh, something that flows out, just anything that flows out of a thing is emanating, it's an emanation, that, oh, that's an emanation over there, I don't want to go over there, 2b, an isotope of radon produced by radioactive disintegration, as in radium emanation, uh, it's emanating, uh, this these isotopes from radon, I guess, uh, radium emanation. It's because it's coming forth from it. All the isotopes. Emanative is an adjective, and there is no etymology because we talked about it in the word for emanate. So now it is time, everybody, to pick a word of the episode. We had elves, elvish. Elysian, Elysian Fields, Elysium, 
Elytron, M, M, uh, E, M, 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 emaciate, email, emalingeni, emanate, and emanation. Ooh, let's see. I mean, I'm kind of tempted to pick uh, email as the word of the episode because it is just a very important thing in all of our lives. Every single person has an email address. No, that's not true. But a lot of people do. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else I do want to say about email? I mean, it's such a big thing. I've got uh, I've got a handful of email addresses for various things. Um, that's all I can think of. Um, I am fascinated. I like this word elytron. Um, it's the these are the 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 wings, the back wings, the protective wings on a beetle or other insects. So I'm kind of thinking about that one. I don't want to pick emaciated. I don't like the idea of being emaciated. I don't want people to be emaciated. Um, you know, the idea of Elysium, uh, this paradise thing after you die is a very beautiful, uh, but I don't necessarily believe in that. Um, let's pick Elytron. 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 My wings are protected by the Elytron. I'm a beetle with Elytron. Yeah. I don't know. But it was fine. Just seemed like it needed to have that sound to it. Let's talk about another movie that I watched. Um, Old Boy. Okay. This. Uh, we I had never seen Old Boy. My wife Sharon had never seen it either. It is the 20th anniversary. So they brought it back in some theaters. And uh, you know we had heard really good things about it. And so we went to see it. And the big screen, which was fantastic. And it's a great, great movie. Not exactly what I expected. Oh, I have some thoughts about it. Uh, it's fascinating. And I think you should watch it. But it's it's quite adult. Quite adult. Uh, so definitely don't be young and see this movie. But I loved it. I loved it. And I really would love to see it again someday. Okay. This is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening to me yammer on about words come back again tomorrow and there will be more this has been spencer dispensing information goodbye